Conversations from the Retreat From the Center for Sustainable Stewardship Brought to you in part by Big East Fork Retreat at BigEastFork.com Well, here we are with another edition of Conversations from the Retreat. I'm your host, Tony Gerber. We have a, a new guest today, along with the uh, Dr. Jonathan Oppenheimer and Masood Taj. We have uh, Deborah Bishop, and uh, there's some questions and some discussions related to the quality of life insurance. As I recall, we met uh, the last time here. You were a little bit skeptical about the quality of life insurance uh, policy that. Um, is an idea that is fairly raw and does need some fleshing out. And, uh, I was. I was skeptical. I think, I think that was New Year's Eve, and we were being it? silly, and we were singing back and forth, and you joined in, and you said you wanted to sell quality of life, and I said something about, <laughs> yeah, we promise you nothing, because it's really all up to you. And that was as far as it went. I didn't actually realize you were serious about quality of life insurance until you texted me about it. And even then I was LOL, and then all of a sudden it became apparent that this was actually something you were thinking about. So skeptical, no, but wondering about it, yes, most definitely. Great. Um, it's gone a couple through a couple of changes, but... Um, Quality of life often does. <laughs> actually, Masood was here, and we were discussing about how there really can't be a quality of life, a blanket quality of life... Uh, uh, criteria because it differs for every person mm -hmm. every person has a different or has a different uh, uh, understanding of what they need for a quality of life exactly um, what quality means for one person could, uh, but what can we ensure let's say let's well, have, but quality of life let's talk about for you you want to talk about what quality of life actually means it's do. different to to everybody but at the same time there's some basic truths to quality of life that if you don't have those you're in trouble and that's to be warm to be comfortable to be safe yes. to be fed yes. you just, know? just to catch you up Deborah so we covered that uh, earlier discussions in terms of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all human beings do need Certain needs of safety and security and food and shelter to take care of. Well, what are those needs? Uh, let's let's uh, uh, run through them. Uh, let, let me continue just for a moment. Mm -hmm. So having taken care of those basic needs, I all started of us, the timer. All of us, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, so so that uh, as we continue with quality of life, meaning that once our basic needs are taken care of, then what that really means uh, differs to all of us depending on something else, and that something else has to do with our with our spiritual growth. And um, and where we are in way of once having discovered that uh, any more things won't make us happy than what 
other. But now you're talking about consciousness. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're, well, that's, we're diversifying and so, into and so consciousness. We're talking about two concepts. One is quality. The other one is insurance. How do you insure one's of one's quality of life and their view of what quality is. So these are all concepts uh, to our dialogue as to what that really means and how uh, to bring about a coherent understanding as to what quality means for all of us once we have certain uh, satisfaction of at least food and shelter and basic needs. Now we are well, talking. Well, now, we're, now we're talking. And this is a policy that I'm the um, the shareholders of the company, Quality Insurance, are going to stand behind their product and deliver deliver what is required by the policy. And it's going to be uh, it's going to have some concrete things that we can um, deliver it that, that that we can deliver. And if we don't deliver it, well then. We should be sued. Well, that's that's a that's a statement. My, I'm buzzing. I apologize for that. So we have to be clear as to what we're providing. We have to be very specific as to what we're providing, mm-hmm. so that we know what our obligations are, and mm-hmm. that the owner of the policy, when it's activated, knows that we're going to keep our side of the bargain. Exactly. Exactly. Um, whether whether we are satisfying certain needs. And whether we are competing with, or with in fact, um, institutions uh, that are set for taking care of food and shelter. If somebody's homeless and somebody's hungry, there are other uh, places they can go that more satisfy those needs. If somebody's got a serious cognitive disorder, um, again, there are uh, places where they can go. So, so we are not talking about charity or um, or bringing folks in that uh, are in serious need of uh, mental. Uh, or health or or otherwise uh, be placed in a triage uh, then then we are speaking of folks who've already achieved a certain quality of life for themselves that those first uh, ladders of Maslow so to speak uh, of food and shelter and safety have been taken care of then we are speaking of the quality of life whether I'm still happy or not in, with my life and to what extent this life is satisfying yeah but how can you ensure that well, now you're yeah, you can't ensure that. You can't ensure somebody has uh, evolved consciousness or so has not, an awakened we're, we're, we're spirituality. We're not going to ensure that people have evolved. So what is quality of life insurance then at its core? Mm-hmm. At its core, um, we agree the policy will pay $1,818.18 each month the person um, needs it. Each, each, when it's activated. And how is it activated? Well, the person needs to decide, uh, uh, the person will decide to live in a uh, community with other policyholders. And uh, they will agree to use the services provided by the community um, before using any of those monies for um, services that can't be provided by the, by the community. So not everyone would would be uh, receive a policy. In order, uh, a policy each policy prospective policyholder has to find an investor sponsor to sponsor that particular policy, and the investor is held to uh, paying eighteen hundred and eighteen dollars and eighteen cents each month to the to the 
um, policyholder uh, in order to get that policyholder's basic needs met. But since the policyholder has to use the, those monies um, to uh, receive uh, what, what it needs from the community, that money, most of that money should be able to go back to the community to use for other investments or other policies. So how large is the community? Um, how large is the community? Ever-expanding community. Well, yeah, but you're talking about having people live in a community. So if you don't look right. realistically at, are we talking five people? Are we talking 500? Are we talking 50? Are we talking 5,000? Are we talking across North America or are around talking, the world? What are we talking about? I think it would be less than 50. It's up for the investors to decide. There's a pool. Each, 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 each investor. So then what's the criteria? The criteria for a person getting quality of life insurance is that they'll be able to bring an investor to the table? Either, either they have their own investor or they'll shop around one for that person, see if we can find one for that person. So you're finding a sponsor, which you're calling an investor mm -hmm. for that person. Okay, and, and there and and that eighteen, I know the eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. I get it. Um, so the roughly eighteen hundred dollars a month that they're getting is going towards being part of a community that is then paying. They're paying. No, it's going. It's going towards meeting their basic needs in a community. Well, being in that, they, they agreed to be part of that community as to keep this policy activated, yeah. So they're agreeing to be part of the quality of life insurance community. Part of the policyholder community. Yeah. If they activate their insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if they come into the quality of life community, what are they coming into? Well, the... The community. Now, how, yeah, how, how big is it? Yeah, okay. What, well, what is it? Do they have a bed? I are they living in a dorm? Or they, they got their own room? Like, what's their... What's their... Okay. So, so I, you, I don't think we less than more than 50 people. Five, five to 15. Um, they will be required to, to live in community, which will be required for them to uh, have some, uh, at the very least, a, a bed. It might be a, a, a cabin. It might be a whole house, depending on how much... Uh, how many people they want to live with and how much they want to pay for that particular uh, residence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the point of the quality of life insurance that would then define the individual who would be receiving it is what? What's the criteria? Uh, the criteria to get the insurance? Yeah, if you're talking 5 to 15 people, or mm -hmm. 15 people, this is a very exclusive, exclusive, exclusive reality because you're talking a very small amount of people coming in. So this is not really an insurance policy by standard definition of what an insurance policy, which is usually you can take it to hundreds of thousands and millions of people. That's not what's happening here. We're talking about having under 50 people, possibly 15 people, living in a community mm -hmm. that are... If get, I may, this is per community. Or of course, an idea like this whereby we human beings um, can come to a place whereby we see that we can invest in another human being just like we invest in commodities of all kinds. And that we feel like our investment in another human being that has a potential, that has satisfied certain criteria, and that there is a community whereby this person who is at this point has the potential and can be invested upon, then is 
uh, is in the part of a community that is supportive enough to then do what? Bring this in embedded seeds in this human being to fruition so that the whole community and the whole world can benefit. This is the idea. Uh, the idea comes from what? From a place that we all live in called planet Earth. <laughs> and and uh, to, to take it farther then, how does it look like? What we spoke of, what if we're looking at a, a place whereby a certain basic needs of our um, of our uh, uh, life is taken care of, that we don't have to go forage for food, uh, forage for food, or uh, try to build our own shelter, or or try to do all of those basic needs. Then, and then, how could this community then come together and be sustainable, have a sense of stewardship and sense of a sense of transcendence that then then will transcend this particular juncture. And now Jonathan wants to jump in here, which, which this is the time for it. So your your question, your question, Deb, is it Deborah, Debbie? Deborah or Deb? Deborah. Or Rev Deb, if you prefer. Or Rev Deb or Deb. <laughs> um, the question was, what needs does this satisfy? Well, what, what what's, class the, of what's person? the criteria? I mean, if somebody comes and they they want to be part of this community, what gives them the right where somebody else would not have the right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they have a policy that they choose to I know, to but activate. how do they get that? Well, the, the first type of policy is the free policy. That's for people who are, um, who are suicidal. Okay, they get that free. And all... Okay, but I just heard in the beginning of the con- there's contradictions happening here. But, okay, because okay, Masood said anybody that's got mental illness or anything, that's not who we're talking about. But if they are suicidal, then there is definitely mental instability going yeah, on there. I, I, so I, then there's I, obviously I, some place for them. Yeah, I don't know where Masood uh, got that from. <laughs> but uh, I think we, if, as long as there are enough caregivers here, there, we, we could have room for enough people who are... Who are uh, in need of well, or if you don't care. want to take that on, at least you have an alliance with getting them where they need to be. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is just get them off the bridge. Yeah, come here for a night, and after twenty four hours here, you want to, you know, you want to go back to the bridge. Uh, you know, we'll we'll drive you, but we'll probably call her. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably <laughs> after a night, we'll probably uh, you'll probably be convinced if you're convinced to call the eight hundred number for us to pick us up on, on the Natchez Bridge. You'll probably then, then you're not going to be going off. You'll the probably yeah. will will see a counselor the next day. And if you need a place to stay, we'll come on back. Exactly. And, the question uh, is, we are not a mental institution and we are not a charity. The question was whether we are serving a purpose in a, in a bigger picture of our human quest or not. So, so, uh, so yes and no. Uh, if somebody is wanting to jump off the bridge, are we there to help him, uh, uh, to keep him from jumping? Well, of course, as a human being, we are there for them. Okay. Well, that was, one, that was the one type of policy. That's the free That's policy. That's the free policy. I think most of the people will be interested in the quality of life policy that they're paying. We came up with $10 a month. So okay. they know that they, it's sort of a quality of life insurance. Okay, so if, the, if, if they're an anxious person, and they don't know if they'll have enough money to retire on, or they don't know if uh, they'll be able to pay rent or uh, or buy food or get get kicked out of their um, their marriage and not have a place to stay. Um, I think that insurance policy might be of uh, of service to those people, and maybe those people want to say, "I want to do this right now. I want to get into this community uh, because it sounds like I'd rather." Uh, 
have more time to do art and more time to do writing and more time to help be helpful to people uh, in this community can help. If it can help me give the, the basic life needs to me and I get community at the same time, then I can better do my art. I can better serve. So I, I understand that whole picture. I'm a big advocate for community and supporting and creativity and spirituality and giving people help and service. And However, a model has to also be a workable model. So if you say there's 15 people living in this one area, but then you say that's just one community, well, okay, where there, there's, there's several things happening. One is providing a place for community to exist, which is land and property, which I know obviously Big East Fork has, you know, the, the, this retreat here has some property, has houses, has certain mm-hmm. things on it, but this cannot be the only place if you're going to be, it's, it's whatever size you're going to be, you're going to need other communities, other places. So there would be obviously sister cities or whatever you would call. And I don't think they'd necessarily be communities of surrounding Big East Fork. But, no, but if this model serves and it works, well, then hopefully it'll be adopted by other people to say, hey, this is how we can meet our basic needs. and, and have So this community. is an experiment. Oh, abso- well, okay. absolutely. Well, no, but this you, is a, I'm coming this into is this conversation laboratory. cold, guys, yeah. so you guys may be, be I mean, talking about this. It's not an experiment stuff. in the scientific sense that, you know, we have a control subject, a control uh uh, control setting and an experimental setting. It's only experimental. I mean, um, this is a this is a performance piece. It is a attempt to do something that's beautiful uh, with with real people as um, as the media and as the okay. as, as 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 the directors and as the uh, uh, players. So here's the thing, though: quality of life insurance. If somebody is, I'm not happy with my life, therefore I'm going to instate my policy, and now I'm going to come and just do my art. Okay, how do they leave? Um, there has to be some governance of which people enter the community and, and, and which people leave. And it's, it's probably best that the, the community decide that themselves with some help from the, um, the investors and the shareholders. What are the criteria? If someone's a, if someone's a bad actor, if they're not, uh, if they're not uh, cooperating in community or if they're uh, disrespectful to others, they'll, they'll be asked to leave by that, by that governing body. Well, sure, I get that as far as being, you know, part of the community and existing as a favorable part of the community. But what I mean is... But if they're satisfied certain needs, then at that point they're ready yeah, to Yeah, when do they the leave? When do they leave the community? Because mm-hmm. you're giving them $18, 1818 and eighteen, it, so eight, roughly $1,800 to be here that they're spending in the community, which is... For the basic needs. Right, but are they spending all $1,800 in the community or are they actually putting some money away for themselves out of that $1,800? Because at some point when people come into the community, if they don't have what they need and they're here to get their soul together, which is wonderful, they still have to have a life when they leave here. So there needs to be something happening that can sustain them outside of this community unless you are building communities that are going to be sustained by the wealthy indefinitely and the people that are there are going to live in them indefinitely. Well, because someone's part of our community, that doesn't prevent them from going outside and having a standard job or it doesn't prevent them from working at the farm and selling produce to the people who are buying shares of a CSA. So um, uh, one would have to spend some time working here and being part of a community. But um, I wouldn't think that exclusively, you know, it's not a, uh, 
it's not a plantation. You don't have to stay. You don't have to stay on the farm if you don't want oh, it's to. It's not that. No, that's not um, what I mean. No. Um, but uh, some people will probably um, find that they can get enough um, foreign exchange, if you will, from, from giving services here, whether it be, you know, massage or, or nature walks or, or uh, selling uh, vegetables where they don't need to get an external job. They don't need to um, earn more money than, than they can make while living here. Uh, and other people not. They'll 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 decide this is a temporary thing. I want to pay a mortgage. I want to put money aside in my savings account, like you alluded to. I don't think the eighteen hundred dollars would be would would be appropriate to um, one to use for their own uh, nest egg or one one savings. I guess I think because part of the part of the um, agreement is that they um, actually I even wrote it down. Um, I'll get to it. Um, and speaking about the dollar amount. You agree to inform the community if your basic needs are not being met and agree to only request, uh, um, I didn't finish that sentence, but uh, you have to, you know, before you can spend that, that, that money on things outside the community, you have to inform the community that your needs cannot be met in the community. Yeah. Okay. So you, in order to go spend the money outside of the community where it's continuing to build its own economy, because people are paying the community. So there's a, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting cycle. You have to question some of the legalities of that. And I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you're looking at how all of that works. Um, But the, the, what I'm talking about is unless you are creating a residency where people are not going to leave, at some point, we're talking about people leaving the you community. Mean graduating of some kind. Graduation, whatever you want to call it. They're leaving. They're going on to the next thing unless they're permanent yeah. residents or unless they're... Because yeah. there's quality of life that would be senior citizens. There's quality of life that could be kids that are in trouble. There's, I mean, there's mm. such a broad spectrum here of what you are talking about. Um, and, you know, I'm going to compare it to the welfare system, not because I think you're talking about a welfare system, but it's just what comes to mind for me. Is the welfare system where there is one? Typically, there's enough money. It's sort of creating a commonwealth. So welfare is we're trying to create welfare. It might be in a different sense of the word. Yeah, but, but what I'm what I'm what I'm using is the, the welfare system that actually doesn't help but cripples people, mm-hmm. and it cripples people because it doesn't give them enough to get ahead. It gives them just enough to keep them trapped, and then they get judged for it because it's like, well, you're not going and doing this, and you're not, you're just taking the money, and it's like, yeah, but by the time I'm done with the money, I'm I'm using food stamps to help feed. Um, if I go to work, I can't even afford to do that because I don't have enough to pay for childcare. So I either have to be on welfare or I'm messed up. I'm stuck. So I'm not saying that is anything like the model you're building or, or conceptually or the insurance. But what I am saying is at some point, unless you are building a community that is going to remain a set community and nobody's really going to leave unless they decide they really want to and away they go. And you're, you're looking at this as quality of life as a leg up. To wherever they're going to go next. Yeah, I think that's that's the idea. I think most people will be here for a. Um, they won't. They won't be lifers. <laughs> they'll, well, I don't know. You're building something to... that actually sounds pretty appealing to a lot of people who can't get what they need out in the world today. There's a lot of people not getting what they need in the world today. So what you're talking about sounds pretty darn appealing. So well, if I could come to a community and I could pretty much be sponsored, and I'm contributing to that community through that sponsorship, and I'm happy as can be, why would I want to leave? So what is so? What's the end game? You know, what does that? 
what's that amount of time? Well, if, if you don't want to leave and you want to be part of the community and the community wants you to be part of it, I mean, uh, everyone's winning. Why, why, why would? Why well, would but then that's weird. Okay, now you say you want to stay. Community wants you to stay. Now, I've, now I'm reminded of Survivor. Like, are we voting her <laughs> off the <laughs> island? Um, and honestly, guys, I've never ever watched an episode of Survivor <laughs> in my life, but I know the policy of it, right? So, but well, well, we we don't want to end with one person. The goal here is not to end with one person on that. the island. Right? I get that. So, so, um, that you know, if. It goes against community. That's not a very good community model, that survivor. We can only survive as a community. But it's a very typical community model, though. It's very typical. I mean, you get a bunch of people together, even in enlightened spaces and conscious individuals, and you get jealousy and you get all these human realities that are part of this infrastructure. So, you know, you have to be aware that somebody could move into the community and all of a sudden so-and-so's boyfriend likes that girl over there. And the next thing you know, oh, she can't live here anymore. So, you know, well, there I, has I, to be something beyond that. I don't think we're trying to, make, to, to ignore people's humanness. I mean, we, we, uh, even people in community will be political animals. We'll be trying to um, survive as well as compete. Um, Hopefully, the, the, the bonds that keep us together will be stronger than the ones that drive us apart. But, um, well, the question is what to do uh, if someone hits on another person's spouse or whatever. That, um, that could either be determined personally or there might be a time where a community decides that, uh, uh, you know, if someone's married and there's a, you break a marriage, you got to leave. I mean, but that's, that's for the community to figure out. I'm not going to get in. I'm not smart enough to know I'm, the details of how of, people want I'm reminded of several pieces of classic literature as you talk about that stuff um and you know in all fairness i mean it's 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 an intriguing model my my thought is you know the criteria for what brings you here and the accomplishment what you achieve while you're in the community that then sets you on to the next i think without that clarity i don't i don't know how it the experiment will play out i mean in the respect that there has to be an intention and it has to be a collective intention. It can't just be come to the community and we all just get whatever we need here. And when we're done with getting what we need, we go on to the next thing. There has to be something. Well, I think the intention of the community is to, is to protect the land and preserve the, the species and the space. So it can be useful to, to the people in the community. So for that reason, it'll, it probably limit its own size. We don't want a city here in this beautiful pristine valley because it would destroy the valley but by the mere act of sheer of of calling this insurance and allowing for people to get a policy by the 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 mere act of that you open this whole concept up to a lot more people than what you're talking about right now unless you are just by invitation saying you can have one of these and you can have one of these i think i think that's the investors the investors role is to um um it's limited by the amount of investors that want to contribute to this and want to be uh, want to be shareholders in the in the company, um, and it's also listed by uh, limited by the community's desire to not overrun this beautiful space with too many people. Then I don't think you can really call it insurance, because insurance by that model is open to anybody who would want a policy, and you're talking about something that is limited. That doesn't mean you can't call it insurance. It's just in my perception when I share insurance. It might be limited to 50 policies hear, or, or 100 policies. But let's say there were you know, 200 policies. That might provide an opportunity for people to investors to say, yeah, let's get a patch of land in Maury County or in Hickman County and, and, and do something like this. 
Mm-hmm. So it sounds like very intelligent communal living is what it sounds like. They're building a new phase of communal space for people who are needing to, you know, some answer to, they, they can't really go into the mental health, they're not really, they're, they're in between wherever they want to be, or they become artist communes because, you know, it's the artist who's going to go, oh gosh, I can come here, I can work on my art, I can contribute, I can work on the land, I don't have to deal with what's out there, I can be here, you know, so that's fabulous, why wouldn't a bunch of artists come and do that, but then I get to the, why would they leave? What's the point of them leaving? What does this take them? Where's their next step? Where do they take this and use this in the world? Because it cannot be an indefinite stay. I think it'd be up to them. What? What? You know, if they. But then, then, then the then the experiment closes down. If you just let's just say we have fifteen people, and now you've got fifteen people, and those fifteen people, maybe two or three, say this isn't for me in a way they go, and so we two or three move come in, and that might happen a couple of times, and you get this nucleus of fifteen people, and you've got these artists working the land these investors that are patrons for them and that's it because they don't want to go anywhere and well, that's well, maybe it decides not to issue any more policies and then the company shuts uh the company uh, the company life insurance company uh shuts down the and, quality of life and what's left is a is a is a community of artists or of uh, people living in in graceful community hmm. um then I would question the intention of the quality of life insurance being a quality of life insurance plan because that's not what an insurance plan is. Well, it's not an insurance plan. It's a but quality, that's what you're, it's a quality, quality of life, life insurance, insurance is an insurance plan by, by classic it, definition. It's an insurance plan, but it's not a life insurance plan. We're not going to pay out when you die. No, I know that. You're calling it the quality of life insurance plan. I think we can guarantee a certain quality of life for, for people. I think we can do. I think I think a community can do that. I think a community ought to do that. I, I, think, I don't I disagree. That's, I think that's the purpose of community. And I think it's a very selective community that you're talking about, though. You have investors that are coming together to invest, and then they're going to select kind of who they feel they want to have come into this community, and it's all very selective, which in its own right is privileged. So it's a sort of a privileged space for people to come into, and it's very limited by by itself. So. You know, what's the reach? What's the age range? Because you're talking about something that could be taken on a whole different level to a whole different other type of group of people. You're, you're talking about so many different things when you say quality of life. Let's start with food. No, I, 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 I get that. I'm, what I'm saying is the people that you're talking about, um, you know, when you're talking about actors and this and that. To me, what I, I'm literally distilling down from what you're telling me, and what, we haven't talked about this before, mm-hmm. and you know I'll always speak my mind, um, so I hope that's okay. Um, but what I feel is that we're talking about bringing together a creative community that wants to work the land, that is into sustainability, that will be sponsored by other people who believe in creating this model, and we're going to see if this model will be functional. And I think that is a project unto itself. I don't necessarily feel that that's a quality of life insurance where there's policies or where the free policy comes into the person who wanted to jump off the bridge or how the two really correlate. Okay, let me me take a stab at this. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) The people that... um, It's not necessary to have a policy in order to be in the community here. Um. But those people could be paid by the people with the policy to secure that person's uh, quality of life. So there are certain providers, if you will, that could be uh, part of the Big East Fork community that are actually 
um, part of the um, support of the person who has activated their policy. Mm-hmm. Which to me sounds more like a scholarship. That's what it sounds to me to be more like a scholarship or something where they're getting their way paid to come in to be part of a community mm-hmm. because they're seen as somebody that the community would like it, to have. That model was just came over at Sunday school uh, talking about the um, possibility of scholarships that people learn how to. Well, that's what it sounds like. It's, it doesn't it, see because I, I look at if you, you, see, a scholarship is, would be sponsored by somebody else and mm-hmm. also the, the policy. So that's very similar. Right, but you have to be very aware of what you're creating and how it could. Because I think about the 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 whole definition of legal realities too, and if you start talking about insurance, the things like that, then I wonder, okay, well, is your criteria really going to match what you know? Because you've got to look at vulnerability from every level, and there are people out there that, as much as they would love the formation of something like this, would also love to destruct something like this because chaos exists. It's just the way it is. Well, that's one of the one of the points by having as many investors as our policyholders is to always keep the positive cash balance, so it guarantees the liquidity of payouts. Um, so I don't know if this. I don't think it's life insurance. There might, it might be an insurance program that is regulated by the state. We'll, we'll be looking. Well, you're into calling that. it quality of life insurance. I haven't called it life insurance. I've just mm-hmm. referred to it as what you've called it: quality of life insurance, the quality of life insurance policy. So whatever you decide to call it, it just feels more like to me that it's a project versus like this this policy that's going to really affect the masses because i don't i don't see that now maybe if this model works it might but this level of sustainability would have to be scaled like 100x from what you're talking about at this moment for that to really be true so it's it's a very cool project a very cool project and and it will require um a lot of growth and a lot of expansion of people's consciousness and so forth but really, to me, what it feels like is somebody coming into a year-long program who's going to have the conscious discovery of themselves and leaves after that year, after having that conscious discovery of themselves. It's sort of like a, you know, a, a university in its own right or something of that nature. But um, what I would hope, personally, a quality of life insurance thing might be, is like I said, I talk about the seniors. I talk because, uh, I mean, it's a big part of my life. My parents are going through it right now. And... You know, their quality of life is not good. Mm-hmm. Their, their purpose, their feeling of purpose, their feeling of, of having a purpose, of, of having community around them um, is, is not high. And most of them are being treated in medical settings, right? And, so, and, then, and then you deal with, and this is a model that's, I think it's in, in um, it's over in, in, in the Danish communities and stuff. They have this going on where they have the yeah, seniors. Yeah, we, we can sell 10 with the with the, with the with the tr- troubled teens that they put them together and they have Absolutely. the animals that live in the house. And so they're providing rescue for animals that wouldn't otherwise have a home. The teenagers have to take care of the elders who have to take care of the kids. And you create this whole community that becomes this great quality of life for everybody because the, the seniors start to feel like they have a purpose again. They, the animals are connecting in a bonding point and a healing point, and the kids are feeling also as if they they have somebody who cares about them. Um, that type of community is there, a very There are any cool number model. of, uh, of uh, assisted living homes uh, very close to this to Biggie's Fork, and one of the services that the community might provide is to 
uh, shuttle people here for the day and talk and tell stories and provide some social interaction. Um, we're not, we're obviously are not zoned here as a, uh, as a multiple person dwelling seniors mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we might have people who enjoy, uh, interacting with folks and providing that transition care. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, what I'm speaking of would be a totally different structure other than, yeah. than you know, and if you're going to bring seniors here, you got to make sure you've got your liability insurance and everything else up the yin yang. And uh, sorry, <laughs> I think about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I also don't take all of this as, as serious as no, both of you guys. No, really, I, I you th- look so serious. You're I think, so you know, we've been, we've been working this through for months. I think it'd be wonderful for, for someone who's in uh, transition, someone who's elder to, to rent a room in the area and be part of our, you know, be part of our, our extended family for a while and have his children stay over here and tell stories. And If he uh, has children. Yeah. I'm thinking more of people who don't have any of that. Yeah. I mean, usually when, and that's not necessarily true, but what, what you talk about to me when you say quality of life and what could that be and how could that be measured outside of personal consciousness, spirituality, and all of those things, which we could talk about forever. Uh, just to find some kind of common ground. And to me, it's sort of like, well, it would feel as though it would be people who really don't feel a sense of community, really don't have family, um, may not have children, or if they do, they're on the other side of the world or something like that, who who have this feeling of disconnection and thus don't have much of a quality of life. Yeah, I, I don't think this this policy would appear or this place would appeal to someone who had a real good sense of uh, 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 community and was embedded with people who love them in their in the place where they're at. Well, they also don't need it. They, I mean, they, you know, they, they have family it. that will take them in or family that will do what, so they they're don't need it. They're blessed and they where they need to be. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there's so many of us who don't have those blessings. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that's precisely my point. There are so many of us that don't. So then we get into that limited number of people versus how many of us don't actually have that. So it's that's why I say it feels more like a project that maybe could birth what you're talking about on a larger scale, but you're doing a small scale process to see what will happen in order to create a model that will then possibly expand like a franchise would. I mean, it's a bad comparison, but it, it's accurate, like a franchise would, if you will. Um, and I think that's that's an, an interesting um, it's an interesting model. It's an interesting thought. I still well, wonder well, in the end the intention. my motivation as, as an investor, mm. okay, I don't have one of those communities. It, mm-hmm. would be a, it would be such a privilege and honor to, to foster that and then be part of that. And that's, that's more than more return on investment. I can never hope. hope that, that's putting you at the center of it, though. No, that's going to be my motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone ought to have a motivation to take part. Mm-hmm. Um, but my motivation would be, yes, that's very cool, and it's great to provide that. But that's why I say there's an entry level, there's a process, and there's an exit level. Because otherwise, what you're creating is a limited experience for a group of people. And you may be ecstatically happy inside that community, and now you've created the community that you don't have right now, and you've got 15 or 20 people around you, and you all thrive. And then everybody else is, that may have benefited never gets in because it's done. Well, then I think I probably wouldn't be very happy having being part of something that's that dissolved or no I'm not saying it would dissolve I'm saying it could continue with those 20 people the model that we were just discussing of 15 people 20 people 
you know, a few people come and go and finally the nucleus is there and nobody wants to, they just want to build this sustainable community. That's what I'm talking about. When that happens, if that were to be it, then it could be something that makes you, as when I meant you put yourself in the center of it, it's something to make you incredibly happy because now you have this beautiful community and more power to it. We could use a lot of those communities. Um, but then there's the, the doors closed to possibly 100,000 people who could benefit from that same experience depending on what you did from that point forward. Uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. I would, I would hope, though, that people said, this really worked for us. Maybe we can plant some seeds elsewhere and it can work for other people. Use it as a model. Um, so yeah, but the model is still interesting because you're talking about people coming and living in community that are then, they have patrons that are providing and they may pay for other people who live in the community that are not on a policy or scholarship or sponsored or whatever you want to call it. So you're still got this, you need a, a, a bunch of money here to provide for a life here. And then if they want to duplicate that, they're going to have to find a bunch of money someplace else to provide for that life over there. Because the people that are in the community are not necessarily going to be accruing a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they won't be. But so you're you're dependent on, you know, investors actually saying, yeah, I want to contribute yeah. to this community. I don't think there's any shortage of, of, of money. And, and there's no shortage of money. Country. No. There's a great... An imbalance. I mean, you have you know but a you few see, percent the, having billions and billions. They, and how many of that percentage are truly philanthropic? Which is my well, point. Well, I think quite a few are, and I think Some are. Uh, um, let's give them a chance to start communities and, and uh, put their name on a on a on a on a wall or something if it gives them pleasure. And I and I would think if if uh, it probably would give them pleasure. So, but then couldn't they sponsor an entire community? Why do they only sponsor one person? As long as they do something to help others, and then we've succeeded in in adding a little fertilizer to the to the growth of other seeds. The mm-hmm. idea, guys, if I may, of investing in something that's again has to do with all of us, and um, the way that I'm seeing this world works is that. You do something, and this doing something um, has so much resonant frequency associated with it because it's so right. Uh, if you're talking about investing in each other, in human beings, and once we see the return for investment um, and have a procedure to show for it, then not only this whole thing can be replicated throughout the world, but our way of life as we know it has changed from looking at uh, commodities, uh, inanimate objects, uh, gold, metal, or whatnot as the most precious commodity to human beings again. Once more, we are looking at each other as the source of our own happiness. And that is the dimension that at this point we are not operating within. And uh, why? Because we are still in a uh, bondage of a shortage or fear-based economy as not having enough to eat at some point so that we are going to consider food more precious than people. Now, given... We're the, already there. Mm, yes. You're already there. I mean, that's not a possibility. We're already there. Mm-hmm. At, at this juncture, then, we need examples around the world, um, including this project that we're speaking of, that show 
uh, as a laboratory of human uh, experiment, if you will, as to how it could be human beings, once they have taken away their fear-based attitude towards their life, then what they can do. And we're talking about not necessarily an insurance company as opposed to insuring someone's quality of life by investing in it so it's more like an investment in each other that ensures a certain quality of life because if you look at our own history and our own perennial wisdom it's it's obvious that uh, once we have all reached a certain plateau in our humanity then we know that service to others is what makes us happy nothing less and feeding ourselves more is not going to uh, relate into being more happy Given that then we have a we have a trajectory, we have a plan, we have an idea as to how to go about this thing called life. And the sooner we can show that this works, then the sooner the sooner this thing about neuroplasticity or mirror neurons or however way that our brains work and our reality uh, comes about because the way we look at life. And obviously then our reality is something that we are producing. How else can we produce a reality that's so wonderful? And this we have an example. For so with, with all due respect to what you just said. Thank you. Because I absolutely concur and agree 150%. You and I have had many, many, many conversations around many dinner tables about evolution and spirituality and humanity and, and, and all of those things. And I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And now I'm going to say this. <laughs> um, you take what you just said and you broadcast it out to an auditorium of individuals and most of them are going to try to figure out what the heck you're talking about because they won't understand not because they're not capable of understanding but because they haven't exercised their neurons their thoughts their quality of life their capacity their belief in that area whatsoever because we are not raised inside of these philosophies or these ideas so how you're going to create this model and how you're going to inspire others to contribute and what that's all about ultimately it's you're talking about influencing the masses so there's this higher mind conversation that goes on that i love participating in i'm a you know can that's a but but to me the answer doesn't lie in the higher mind conversation the answer lies in the implementation of these principles that are brought down to an incredibly understandable, palatable level to people who do live in fear, who do live in lack, who do not believe that they are capable or sovereign or are able to create, right? That they can begin to understand that that they that that their that their potential to be a creator on this planet is as great as any icon they've ever looked at, because there's no separation, there's no difference between the two. How to reach that? is the the question mark. Isn't that what we're talking about? Well, not only is that what we're talking about, as you are actually talking, those vibrations and words are being recorded. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. And if someone hears these recordings, or someone goes to a class in which Deborah is present to clarify some of the thoughts that, that... you can just go to DebraBishop.com. You can find it right there. D-E-B-O-R-A-H, DebraBishop.com. So we all have an opportunity. And one of the things about if if we were to have a group community in which our basic needs were met, we could develop curricula and courses and symposiums. I think there are curriculum and courses out there that all qualify for what we're talking about. I mean, I don't think it's about reinventing the wheels. We can invite people here to, to, to give their conferences and... 
take take from them what we can use. Right, but the structure that we're talking about in the end, actually forming this, actually having a model that's working, is the only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, you said you've been talking about this for weeks now. You can continue to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And until something actually is tangibly in place, until there's a model to reference, whether you make a documentary on it, which I would love to be a part of, or um, you know, something that, 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 that actually starts to create this nucleus, this idea, and then you find people... And sure, your artistic, spiritual people are going to be like, woo, pick me, pick me. You know, and I get it. And that's great because we need those people to have those places too. But the people who I think need it even more are the people who wouldn't be the first ones to go, hey, pick me, pick me, because they don't even understand what these concepts are. That's the person that I hope this would reach in the end. Well, those people are probably more anxious or depressed than the first group. More fearful anyway. More fearful. Struggle, stress. And yep. I think if we were to provide some basic needs to some of those fearful people, there'd be a lot less for them to be afraid of. Well, that then is, okay, is, is a slightly different thing than what you're talking about because then you're not actually having them come live in a community. You're talking about providing curriculum, you know, which could also be sponsored because if they don't have to actually pay much for that curriculum or they get a percentage of it, whatever, to introduce into the concepts, then there may be an easier way of doing that to take this to the people, you know, and I think there's ways of doing that to create the type of movement that you're talking about. But rest assured, you know, it can become another kind of elite privileged project or it can become one that serves the evolution of humanity as we know it. And how would you direct it towards the latter? Serve the edge of humanity as we know it. Well, how would you, how would you influence it so it's less likely to become a project of the elite? Project of the elite and the privileged, and, and more more useful to those who are. Less Meet so. people where they are on the street, if you will. Take it to the street. Start to create a sustainable, um, sponsored uh, experience that people can get involved in at that level. And start to infiltrate at that level, you know. I mean, you've got screens everywhere. What do you, what do you, what do you use these screens for? You've got people that you know want to gather and cool things happening, but you know they're there. And what do they normally do? They they drug or drink or they do. What about there being an alternative to that that would be just as cool to come to? So kind of going back to a place where you bring, um, well, I mean, go back. You just you meet people on the road where they are, or on YouTube. Well, yeah, on, on YouTube or Twitter, but they're so saturated that, you know, there's so many, there's so many things on YouTube and Twitter, and I, I, I got nothing against them whatsoever. I'm creating a positive media network on Roku right now. Um, it's not that that is a bad thing. It's just there's a point of saturation to where you've got enlightened and this and that and this and all over the place. And for every 50 things that come up, there's three or four that are really authentically great. And the rest are saturated with ads or, you know, who knows what that person is saying or why, or that person doesn't even know what they're saying. So I think you can very easily get lost in, on, on YouTube. I think Twitter is a fabulous way to market something, but I don't think Twitter is the place where people really say, here's the foundation of where I'm going to go. I think they just get titillated by what they see and then they follow. So social media is, is great, but you have to be very aware of, of how you're going to use it because it's it's like you know throwing a little tiny life raft into a huge ocean i think the first task would just to be start building the community that we're we're envisioning mm -hmm. and uh, 
somehow it'll be hard to keep secret if uh, if it rolls in the right direction. Well, and if it's unique enough and if there's a unique enough conversation so that it doesn't sound like it's just been done again or that you're becoming, um, you know, I hate, I, I don't like using the word cult because if you really look at the meaning of cult, you, I can't say something really good people, but, but any church can be called a cult if you really look at the definition of it. Okay, if you really be intelligent about it. Well, what is about it about it, cults you don't like? And how do we I avoid, have no problem with it. And how do we I avoid, just, well, so let's say, let's say it's a bad thing just for the sake but of But a lot argument. of people think that no, because it, it, the media it's, it's, is, you know, like what's happened and then blowing up this compound and this and that and, you know, yeah. the mass murder because they all drank the lemonade. And so there's some very negative connotations I, with I'm cult. So, I'm certainly not looking to be a part of a community where there's a, where there's a, a, a head guru or, or a charismatic I, leader. I, I'm a big, I would hope people who join a community knowing that part of their responsibility is, is, gov- is self-governing. And, well, and then that's, self, tough. that's teaching accountability to people. Well, I think that's part of our. That's a big lesson. To do. Yes, it's a big lesson. A lot of people need to learn it. We all need to learn it. That's accountability, right? But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, was to move past. I don't have a problem with the word cult. I don't have a problem with pretty much anything. I do. I don't want to be, be but, a cult. But, yeah, but me <laughs> saying that is, is just saying, how do you stay out of those arenas where people can easily point and say, oh, yeah, no, that's a really weird place. You don't want to go there. You know, and, and, and no matter what, you can look at me very strangely, which you are right now, but no matter when you try to create a community, uh, an and, and evolution, sustain, evolutionary sustainable community where spirituality and consciousness are at its core, believe me, there's a lot of people who point fingers and call that something other than what it you, is. You know what I would say? I would say that <laughs> we meet every Tuesday night to discuss the affairs of the community. Why don't you come on over and have a cup of tea? But you know what? Here's what I think about all of that. This is a beautiful spot. It is a beautiful spot, but it can take me an hour to get here when I come out here. And sometimes that's enough to not have me come out here because it takes an hour, especially just to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. I think that this community representatives also need to go out and talk about what you do here in other people's backyards instead of saying, come to my backyard, come to my backyard. I do think that you know you do have to get out and go to other people's backyards as well. She's advocating outreach. I am advocating outreach. That's right. But damn it, Deb, it's too beautiful here. I don't want to leave. It's gorgeous here. (laughs) And I understand you don't want to leave. And you don't have to. Other people can go on. But I think that in order to get people here, they have to understand here even exists. Um, (laughs) Since we've pretty much covered a lot of grounds, and it's time to wrap it up, um, like to officially thank Rev Deb. Otherwise Deb, do you have a, uh, do you have a website where yes. people get in touch with you? What would that, what would that be? www.debrabishop.com. D-E-B-O-R-A-H Bishop B-I-S-H-O-P.com. You can find me there. So, uh, yep, we are at a stage whereby we know that uh, we are investing in each other at this juncture in our evolution as human beings. And, um, However, we we want to project it, whether it's insurance, as in insuring each other's quality of life. I, I got to say something to that really quickly, right? <laughs> really quickly, because we have life, love, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. happiness. Why do we have the pursuit of happiness? Mm. Because when they... We're not going to guarantee they, anyone's happiness. Exactly. Yeah. So how can you ensure that they're going to have a quality of life? I think well, you can it. ensure the pursuit of, life, of quality of life. We're getting into a different conversation, but... If I had a high quality of life, that doesn't mean I'm happy. 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, I know that. I'm not comparing no, it to I'm, happiness. I'm, that... I'm, I'm saying it is as elusive as to say happiness. Quality, we said in the beginning, quality of life is very subjective to every individual. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you're insuring one's quality of life, I don't know. I question if you're capable of insuring uh, one's how quality of life. How about if you look at it? You are absolutely correct. We cannot ensure that, that that's dependent upon their their own so that was the joke on new own, year's when you said quality of life insurance yeah. i said well we promise you absolutely nothing because it's up to you that's why we spoke about <laughs> I'm kidding with that. that's why we spoke about ensuring the <clears throat> basic needs of, <clears throat> that are going to be food and shelter and safety and security we can ensure that now then then what do we need to be having a quality of life at that point then we need a community that has already achieve that for themselves they're not trying to beat you for your food or <coughs> compete with you for your shelter or as Jonathan would say for your mate however they are also ready for something else that brings them that quality of that level of quality that we call quality of life that has to do with our spiritual growth yeah. now at that and, point and because, then, and because it involves our spiritual growth if I could just rephrase it a little bit instead of ensuring your quality of life we can ensure that you have the opportunity to pursue, pursue the quality of life that's your your quality of life defined by you. Like the pursuit yeah. of happiness. Once, once, once we have ensured the basic needs of our human needs taken care of. And, and on that note, huh? Yes, uh, yes. On that <laughs> note, on that note, we're ready to uh, to conclude this this broadcast. It's been fun. Fun, and I uh, just want to put in a plug for a Quality Life Insurance, Quality Insurance, sponsor of this short segment. And um, as soon as we um, run through the state and get everything, all the T's crossed, then um, this policy will be out there. Thanks, Deborah, for coming by. Um, I was kind of listening from afar there. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Conversations from the Retreat. I'm Tony Gerber. And we've been with Deborah Bishop, Dr. Jonathan Oppenheimer, and Masood Taj today. Good day. Good day, everybody. Peace. You just heard Conversations from the Retreat from the Center for Sustainable Stewardship. CSSFamily.org